Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhetoric. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. With s- <laughs> This is how I'm going to start the show. Because we should all be infuriated. All right? It says, with Senate vote, Congress moves to avert rail strike. The legislation cleared Congress after bipartisan coalitions in the House and Senate came together to push through a bill that would impose an agreement between rail companies and their workers. The Senate on Thursday voted overwhelmingly to impose a labor agreement between rail companies and their workers who have been locked in a stubborn stalemate moving with uncommon speed to avert a potential holiday season rail strike that would jeopardize shipping across the country. Passage of the measure cleared it to be signed by President Biden, who just days ago made a personal appeal for Congress to act to impose a labor agreement his administration helped negotiate earlier this year, but which had failed to resolve the dispute. He was expected to sign it quickly, racing to stave off any economic fallout would come from a work stoppage in the coming days. It was the first time since the 1990s that Congress has used its power under the Constitution uh, Commerce Clause, which allows it to regulate interstate commerce to intervene in national rail labor dispute. This is just coming over the wire. The action came a day after the House overwhelmingly approved the measure which would force the companies and their workers to abide by the tentative agreement reached on September. It would include 24% increase in wages over five years, more scheduled flexibility, and one additional, uno, uno, one additional paid day off, not paid sick leave, and an additional paid day off. Several rail unions had rejected it because it lacked paid leave time. Senate Democrats, under pressure from progressives to insist on the additional compensated time off for workers, tried and failed, tried and failed to push the measure in seven days of medical leave to the agreement. It was defeated 52 to 43, failing to secure the necessary 60 votes. I'm coming to you guys in the chat right away, folks, but I want you all to understand this. I did a I did a little piece on 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 this um, earlier today before the bill before it actually got passed right, and what got me what got me pretty darn upset, folks, brothers and sisters, is that it seems like we will well I'll let I'll, I'll let myself speak for myself in the video that I just did. Then, uh, I mean, just before, just before this passed, before I came on, I went and threw this on on TikTok and, and, uh, and inner Instagram and all that good stuff. Tell me what you think. Here we go, because I, I, I don't want to repeat myself. Here we go. Let's see if I can get it to play. You know, sometimes you wonder. All right. It may play. It may play. It may play. Let's see if it. All right, let's see if I can get some voice on that. Uh, Bear with me. I'm going to get it to play. I promise I will get it to play as soon as I figure out where the speaker is. So let's do this again. And here we go. If you want, go back to work. We've got to protect this economy. All right, all right, okay. I I need to get it to In other words, we've got to protect those rich folks, the oligarchy, the plutocracy. Now, that was an emergency, right? What about... Voting rights being an emergency, why didn't he take that tact as well? What about immigration being an emergency? Why didn't he take that tact as well? 
It seems that the only time we must take drastic actions against the people, against the workers, is if it's going to hurt the plutocracy. Folks, this is why you must vote in the primaries and elect progressives in the primaries. I don't mean neoliberals. I don't mean just regular Democrats. Progressives to make sure we get the policies that we all say we want. Family leave, good minimum wage, and all the other policies, healthcare for all, that's what we must do. Vote in primary. The president doesn't want the economy right. destroyed. So he's um, telling rail workers, go back to work. Even though you don't get the sick leave that you want, go back to work. We've got to protect this economy. In other words, we've got to protect those rich folks, the oligarchy, the plutocracy. Now, that was an emergency, right? What about voting rights being an emergency? Why didn't he take that tact as well? What about immigration being an emergency? Why didn't he take that tact as well? It seems that the only time we must take drastic actions against the people, against the workers, is if it's going to hurt the plutocracy. Folks, this is why you must vote in the primaries and elect progressives in the primaries. I don't mean neoliberals. I don't mean just regular Democrats. Progressives to make sure we get the policies that we all say we want. That and, and I think that is where we have to put people's heads, folks. We got to put people's heads there. Uh, this is this is not a short term thing. This Biden got elected because one a, a, a old guy from South Carolina went ahead and said Biden is the one that can beat Donald Trump. And you know what? He's been proven right. Right? He's been proven right. Biden is one who could beat Trump by seven million votes. But I I have another thing to say. Biden is the one who could beat Trump because we didn't have the true message, the true believable message altogether from people getting, 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 the, getting the info. What I'm telling you all now is we in these primaries, this is, a, this is not a short term thing. So anybody who's saying, let's go ahead and get answers now. What are we going to do? Look, we're screwed for the short term. For the short term, we're screwed. And they're hoping that if we accept being screwed, we will accept being screwed as our natural state. In other words, they will assume that since we got screwed here and we're still here, we'll just stick around and continue to be screwed without being concerned. My, my message to you is the following. My message to you is to say we are playing the long game. And the long game means in 2024 and 2026, we have a lot of work to do. In 2024, we have to get senators that are going to bust the, bust the filibuster in every state, including red states. We have to mobilize and get the red state message, uh, get the blue state, the, the blue, the, the progressive message to our brothers and sisters in the red states who are in a terrible, more terrible condition than folks in blue states. Okay, I'm talking about the poor in those states, the middle class in those states. We have to get to them. You know, I gave a talk at the, the Democratic Club in, in uh, Tumball, Tumball and Cyprus, where I said, you know, let's, let's not sit down and, and just try to bring out our base. That's not going to do it. We have to increase our base by going to those folks. I know it is hard. I know you think it's impossible, but that's the only solution or they win. Because that is what they do. They've cultivated these peoples. They've cultivated those minds for decades. 
for decades. And we want to go in at election time and change their minds to prove that progressives are the ones that are right. We've neglected these people for decades. When I say neglected, I'm talking on the order of, ah, these country folks think, these redneck thinks, these... Look, I am as progressive as they are, as liberal as they are. But I understand, right? What happens to a people... When that people is neglected, they, they look on to the people that's doing them harm because the people who's doing them, who are doing them harm says, we love you. The people who are doing them harm saying, those are the guys who's going, they're going to do worse. And then we just stay away. We tell them a few things at election time and then we just go away. And when they disagree with us and we have to work harder, we have to work harder to convince them just like Fox News works Day after day, second after second, minute after minute, mile after mile, every single day they are bombarded. And we go in there and we think, all right, I'm going to talk to you today and then call it a day and think they're going to listen to us. Not even us listen to us. That's why Biden feels okay to cut the deal without saying, look, we're going to put the, take Bernie Sanders' peace and say, we are going to put seven days of family, of, of, of sick leave in here. Take it or leave it. Do you think the plutocracy is going to leave it? Do you think the plutocracy, listen, to give these people 15, to give the 115,000 railroad workers 15 hours, or rather 15 15 days of sick leave. The calculation is it would cost them $668 billion. I think it's 668 or 868, something like that. And do you think they will destroy their economy for a billion dollars, for under a billion dollars, when we just throw a billion dollars to Ukraine, when we just throw $37 billion to the military, when we just give $847 million, billion dollars to the military, do you really think, no, they're calling the bluff. And what we do is our neoliberals say, it's okay. We'll come back. Biden in his news conference with Macron said, oh, well, you know, I, we're just doing this for now. I want to fight for, uh, for sick leave, not only for the, uh, the rail workers, but I also want to fix it for all Americans. Right. You can't even do it for the rail workers and you're going to do it for all Americans? Please. Please. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Uh, but anyway... I, I tell you what, let me go ahead and read uh, your chats from starting from what Rudnan brought in for today, and then we'll continue this discussion. But it drives me crazy that uh, we, we have a lot of work to do. All of us have a lot of work to do. It, and again, it's not going to happen today or tomorrow or next month or next year. We have to play the long game, and we have to prepare all our peeps to play the long game. Because you know what? It took them 50 years to overthrow uh, Roe versus Wade. They've been working on the Powell Manifesto since the 60s to create the Heritage Foundation, the Cato Institute, and all these other organizations, okay? So we are going to have to play the long game. We are going to have to go into our, into our rural areas. We are going to have to go into our barrios. We are going to have to go into Appalachia. We are going to have to go into the ghettos. 
And I'm not kidding here. We've got to do it. Otherwise, these suits, these 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 thugs in suits and ties, and no, I'm not simply talking about the the, the thuggish corporate leaders now. I'm now talking about our neoliberal politicians, Republicans and Democrats alike. All right. NBC News, Trump's tax cuts now in the hands of uh, tax returns now in the hands of uh, House Democrats after lengthy court battle. The Supreme Court paved the way last week for the Democratic-led House and means uh, committee to access uh, up to six years of Trump's financial records. Hey, Democrats, all hands on deck. You got one month to find something tangible and it's criminal and shocking in scope or it's going to get away again. I expected to find evidence of widespread bank fraud, charity fraud, insurance fraud, tax fraud, campaign vi- finance violation, bribery, etc. Let me first tell you guys, this is a release of the tax records to Congress. You know who has all his tax records already? New York. And don't think New York isn't preparing that. So, yes, the, the, re- the good reason for it to be here out in Congress is it can be what I tweeted today. It can be leaked. And that's the goal, to get it to leak. But as far as whether or not something is going to happen from a crime point of view, New York already has all the records, all his tax returns. They've got it. So if they want, if they if they're they're finding actionable things, it's whether they're going to do something about it or not. <laughs> Pennsylvania Capitol store after COP twenty seven, all signs point to world blowing past one point five degrees global. We kind of knew that. A recent report by the United Nations Environmental Program highlights a shortfall. The world is on track to produce fifty eight gig- gigatons of carbon dioxide equivalent greenhouse gas emissions in twenty thirty, more than twice where it should be. For the path is to 1.5 C. The result would be an average global temperature of 2.7 degrees this century, nearly double in 1.5 target. Given the gap between countries' actual commitments and emission cuts required to keep temperatures 1.5, it appears practically impossible to stay within 1.5. Climate model projections clearly show that warming beyond 1.5 will dramatically increase the risk of extreme weather events, more event wildfires. Etc. And I'm going to leave that right there. Uh, let's see what else we have in it. The track we face right now could lead us to nearly three degrees uh, heating. That's only if we both maintain what little environmental regulation we are now have, and there's no additional major positive climate feedback, such as the Amazon rainforest turning into savanna or an Arctic methane bomb, which is a likely. It's actually more likely than not. Climate science, and the reason why is the ice is melting. That 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 methane bomb is getting ready to release not only there but through the tundra and all these other places. So, we are up the creek, folks. We are up the creek. We have a lot of work to do. All right, continuing. Break in. The Supreme Court will hear arguments on President Biden's student debt forgiveness program next year, blocking its rollout. Until then, the challenge to the loan uh, relief program was brought by a coalition of Republicans-led states. Their lawsuit was initially dismissed by the district court, which said the states had not suffered an injury that would give them the right to sue. But the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals subsequently blocked the loan forgiveness program from taking effect. Well, I guess we got to stop the payments until next year. People, we got to stop the payments, period, until next year. What that means is people won't have to pay their loans off until then. I hope they also stop the interest rates on it. Because ultimately, if it fails in the Supreme Court, it's a campaign thing to bring the youth out again in 2024. Because they're going to say, we are going to now make it into law for these forgiveness. 
It's that simple. So I want to tell all the, the young folks out there, you did your job. Gen Z and Gen Y, you got to come out stronger in 24. But this year, you did your job. You saved the country. I, I mean, I wish uh, those, those confounded folks in New York had held the bargain. Imagine if New York had not lost those four seats that they shouldn't lose, Democrats would have maintained the majority. But hey, what can I say? They love those neoliberals to be taken up. You know, they took up uh, brother uh, uh, Bowden's seat. Bowden, is it seat? Uh, made him run in another district. And the leader of the confounded, the, D, the DCSCC are the ones who elect Democrats. He lost. Wow. He thought he knew what he was doing, right? Anyhow, thank you for that, Breach. Eric says, unbutton your mouth and let it fly at Levi's 3. Get can uh, a former Levi's brand president who says the company pushed her out, her outspoken against COVID-19 school closures. As, I don't know. Okay. Uh, let's see. The Chris Hedges Report podcast speaks with the economist Richard Wolf about inflation. You know I've spoken to Richard Wolf about inflation here. Check it out. You can search my archives or go to um, anchor.fm politics slash politics and right and check out the interview that I did on inflation with, uh, with um, Richard Wolf as well. Economist Dr. Richard Wolf. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, growing income inequality and the looming disaster built into the U.S. economic system. We spoke about that, and we spoke about the convergence as, as well. All right. Uh, Biden has the Senate. Might as well push through the more, four more Supreme Court justices. He won't. Let me explain something to you all, man. I really want you to listen to this. And this is not, you know, being super partisan or, or, or trying to, to dog the Democratic Party or anything like that. I promise you that. I am a progressive caucusing with Democrats. In fact, I am, uh, full disclosure, I am a precinct chair in uh, Harris County, uh, in, in Harris County. I'm a precinct chair, Democratic precinct chair. Now, here's the thing. Uh, the truth of the matter is, a re I don't want, I didn't particularly want to be the precinct chair, but I was, uh, during the Bernie campaign, Bernie needed to have his folks in the Democratic Party, populating the Democratic Party. So I was one of Bernie's supporters and one of Bernie's. And, and the good people in Kingwood, because again, they respected me. Uh, even though Hillary, they were going to just throw Hillary, you know, everything to Hillary, because most of the people in my district are Hillary supporters. They went ahead and worked some magic to allow me to represent Bernie in Philadelphia. All right. Why am, t am I telling you this? Honestly, I really didn't want to be, you know, doing this work, but I kept on writing articles telling folks that you must, you must join the party. You must get into the precinct chairships so that you will have a word in the party so that you can have a say in the party. It's a democracy and all of you should have a stake in the party. That's what I said. And then one time I was saying, okay, you know what? I'm not going to run this year for precinct chair. I didn't have to run, actually. I got a call that said, are you going to remain? And, and at first I said, no, and we were preparing to get the next person in. And then somebody called me and said, you said we should all populate these chairs. Where the hell do you think you're going? To which I had to cower and, 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 and put my tail between my legs and say, I'm sorry, I screwed up. I forgot that, you know, uh, it applies to me too, you know. So I remain. But here's what I'm saying. 
it is important, very important for all of you who are outside the, in, let's say, the party, but are progressives. I would urge you all, and I, I say this from the depths of my heart, I would urge you all to go ahead. There are more open democratic precincts all over this country. You need to go in there so that you can be a part of the primary process. So that you can go in there and make sure that the, that the progressives aren't stiffed out of positions. You got to go in there and hold and hold your stake. Because again, over and over and over and over again, we prove that nobody cares for the working class. And the reasons we don't get the policies we want again and again is because there's nobody in there in the aggregate, in the enough numbers to support us. So wherever you're listening to me, whatever state you're in, whatever podcast of mine you're listening to, here is the message. I know the party doesn't behave the way you want it to behave, but you have to make it behave the way you need it to behave. Notice I didn't say the way you want it to behave. I said the way you need it to behave. So therefore, go be a part of it. Become a precinct chair. Go ahead and you run for the positions, lose or win. Go in there and run and make your voice be heard. And tell these stories. Look at what we did to the rail the railway workers. Look at what we did. Look at what we did in, in you know, we've let you know we always we talk about the Latinos. We want the Latinos to vote and we want to support uh, the immigrants that are coming over here. But we don't put a stake in the ground to say we must do this now. We have high inflation. You want to reduce inflation in certain areas? Bring migrant workers in, right? We don't say it's going to have an economic impact. We don't. There are all these solutions that we have, right, that we simply don't do. And we, we, we think that just having a D behind your name means something. It means nothing. The plutocracy has captured neoliberal Democrats and all Republicans. Remember that. But most Americans are progressives. So therefore, how do we allow, how do we allow neoliberal messaging to supersede what most Americans, Republicans, and Democrats want alike? It's our fault. We got to do the work. And, and I'm not saying a lot of you aren't doing the work. I'm saying we got to multiply ourselves to do more of the work. That's why I'm doing 10 shows a day. That's why I'm writing five, three to five blogs a day. That's why I'm writing these books. That's why I'm writing these articles. One person trying to do their part. That's why you guys are here. You're helping all of us do our part. All right, Biden has the Senate. Might have, I, I read that one already. Chris Hedges, I read that one. Egberto, question if a company is a monopoly to affect markets, should it be split up for fairness? Actually, there are some companies that I think should be split up, but I also think there are some companies that need to be nationalized. Example, ejemplo. I think the oil companies should be nationalized. There's no reason for oil companies to be profiting a few on the oil that belongs to the many. Right? So I think oil companies should be nationalized. And I would say that over and over again. 
And for those people who say, oh my God, we're going to lose votes. All those people that work for oil companies, most people don't. Most people don't. And for those who work for oil companies, we will make them whole. If we had Medicare, healthcare for all, we would make them whole. If we had child leave, we would make them whole. If we have all the good policies, it wouldn't matter if you're working for an oil company or if you're working for a solar panel company. We need to have a baseline. We must have a baseline. So what companies would I break up? I would break up textile companies if they get too big. I would break up companies like the food companies, like uh, the chick, the guys who process chicken and meats, etc. I would break those up. That way, our farmers like Mike Cisak would get better deals when they go into these other things. Let me tell you what breakup means, though. Breakup means uh, uh, not not inflationary, but a tad bit higher prices. Because breaks breakup means a little bit less efficiency, but also let more security. Because if you have chicken plants all over the place, not centralized or anything. If there's a tornado one place and destroy something, you still have the rest of the supply chain. They don't tell you all of that, right? They like centralization because it's very, very efficient, but efficient is never always secure. So those are the companies. Now, other companies that I would nationalize, electric generation companies, right? There's no reason, there's no, there's no magic in there. There's no innovation there. I would nationalize them. Uh, and, and then the pizza shop and the grocery stores and all, that's private sector. You know, you want, if Safeway does you wrong, you go to HEB. If HEB does you wrong, you go to Wall. I mean, that, that, is, that is good competition that, that, you know, it's made up of a whole lot of stuff. But some companies do, do belong in the commons. And they use the commons. The oil in the ground is all of ours, but only a few profit from it. I don't see how even Republican conservatives don't go crazy over that. All right. Michael Rodney said, don't be too happy about what Biden just did. New York Times, some rail workers seeking sick days say Biden betrayed them. He did. The request for Congress to impose contract terms that several unions had rejected rankled rank and file members. Yeah, you're saying, look. 50% or less than 50% of the rail workers acquiesce to a fail to a, a substandard contract. Most of them said we don't want it. Democracy. And, and since the, 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 uh, the corporatocracy said, well, we have all these politicians in our pockets, so we'll just go ahead and stuff it down your throat, which is what they did. All right, Michael Rand says, Biden, I read that one already. Okay, parve, parve. I, I didn't welcome people. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Uh, Bruce Pollard, welcome aboard. Uh, and all our other people, Michael Rodden, welcome aboard. Lee Grant, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Bree says, Egberto Willis, one for the show. Show short and sweet. What is it? Let's see if it's really short and sweet. I'm going to put it up there because she says it's short and sweet. Oh, that's my friend. Fooled by the long lines of black voters in Atlanta. Here's the real story. Two years ago, Raphael Warnock won his Senate runoff because he won three quarters of a million mail-in ballots. He won those mail-in ballots by two to one. So within weeks of his victory, the Republican Georgia legislature passed a law that made it all but illegal to vote by mail in a runoff election. Part of the game was to shut 77% of the mail-in drop boxes in Atlanta. So when you see those long lines, that's because black people can't mail in or drop off their ballots. This is Greg Palace in Atlanta reporting. 
for the real story. Go to vigilantemovie.com. Hey, you know, that's my buddy. Uh, anyhow, I, thank you for, uh, for bringing that one. He texted that one to me. I have it in my, in my inbox. Um, I don't think I played it yet, but I saw it already. Uh, let's see what else we got. <clears throat> Yvette Avery Herod, she should be the star of the show today. She go, she's working very, very, very hard for um, the union folks. All right, let's see what else we got. Eric Hayes says he got elected off hate for bad orange man and his misinformation on his son. That's not true at all, at all. But, you know, I know you're going to continue to believe, so I won't stop and worry about that today. We have more important things to discuss. Okay, what else we got here? I'm scrolling down. I'm scrolling down. Um, PTO for rail workers, Egberto, not just the sick. Listen, we want sick leave aside from just regular time off. Okay, personal time off is a gimmick. They give you X amount of days for a vacation and cut within that vacation is that personal time off. It's just another gimmick for a company not to give you paid sick leave. All right. It's just the gimmick. And for those who are uh, who who choose to be sufficiently mentally challenged not to accept or rather to accept it, they say, great, look how many mentally challenged people are willing to accept it. Do you think the CEO is going to give up a piece of his $14 million? Why are you asking the average worker who risked their lives and limbs to do that? Oh, God, please. I remember what I talk about antiseptic slavery. The antiseptic slavery is not just the system, but what the system has done to a, to a lot of the minds of the people who accept the system. Antiseptic slavery. Remember the word. Antiseptic slavery. Remember the word. Antiseptic slavery. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Um, Troy Astro says, no gifts, please. I don't know what that is. All right. Deborah Moyer says, hi to the PDR Posse. Hello, Deborah. Welcome aboard. And thank you. Deborah Moyer gave us a great contribution yesterday at our website with that great, um, with the new, <laughs> with the new Admiral thing that I, that, that they're, they're testing me out on the, this new pop-up, the Admiral for our website. Thank you so kindly, Deborah, for being a reliable piece of the PDR Posse. Thank you so kindly. Eric Hay says, you must go, uh, uh, let, let's stick to the let's stick to the adult. Lee Grant says, "Egberto, congratulations for your promotion in the Democratic Party." Oh man, I've been in the Democratic Party for a long time and a, a precinct chair for a very long time, my brother. I mean, again, I love the people in the Democratic Party. I love the people in the Republican Party. I caucus with Democrats. I am a precinct chair in the Dem- with the Democratic Party because that's the only where, place we can get humane policies affected. Deborah Moyer says, "I think you are correct, but." But how do we encourage people to see that they are? Where I live, progressives is an evil word. And as soon as you say it, you are turned off. You don't ever say it. You don't ever say it. I, when I, that's, look, I, I, my dear, beautiful Deborah Moyers, read the story in the book. Uh, it's worth it that, that you got. Read the story that I did with the woman in Starbucks where we sat down and had a word about healthcare and insurance. And I'd, I just spoke to her friendly and she was giving me the progressive answers. She just didn't know that. And that is what the, red, the right wing do to them. The right wing does the following. Government is bad. We have to convince you 
for us to be successful, we have to detach you from the government. So we preach to you, government is bad. Government is bad. So you start isolating private sector and government, and suddenly in your psyche, government is bad, private sector is good. So far from bad, from the truth, right? Because government is we the people. <clears throat> so that's the first thing they do. Isolate government from the private sector. Then when you start talking about the good of government, they try to associate progressives with big government. But since you know government is bad, progressives are bad because they're creating something that is bad. All right? So they've, they've, they've done that, those two isolations right there. Now they can lie to you about what's good or bad about the private sector. Like the private sector is more efficient. That's demonstrably false. The private sector is not more efficient than the public sector. What happens is how you measure efficiency. The, the public sector can be up to the profit margin less efficient and still produce better for the average American, as an example, Medicare is costs about two to three percent to administer. It costs you over thirty percent. Don't believe the eighteen percent crap. Over thirty percent on to to to, to support uh, the private sector because that thirty percent goes into the pockets of executives, uh, business owners, uh, and and shareholders. Off the top, your premium goes right to them. And in the case of Medicare, when they do Medicare uh, Advantage, it goes right into the pockets of CEOs. So they, 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 they try to tell you it's more efficient and they, they, they give you tunnel vision so you don't see the whole big picture. And then they start, they, they don't tell you the story. And then you just start to take that on faith. It's like for those people who I've built up, let's say, a reputation with some people. So if I say X, uh, People, you know, take it at face value. Well, Egberto spoke about that today. It must be true. And since I know that there are folks who, I always tell you guys, you can double check everything that I say, research what I say. But I always say the following as well. I would say, um, you know what? If I, if some people just say, okay, if I say it, 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 it's, it must be so. Because of that, I do my dear diligence to make sure I don't let you down. I try my best in everything that I do to make sure I don't let you down with the faith that many of you have in me. But at the same time, I say, please feel free to challenge me and do all these things because there's nothing but the truth that matters. And if I screw up somewhere, we want to make sure and get it right now. Now to answer your question specifically, Deborah Moyers. You don't go into these people where they look at progressives as having horns. Because read the story again. The end of the story goes like this. But you're so nice. When I confessed to her as a progressive, when I confessed to her that what she described was Medicare for all, healthcare for all. She looked at me straight in the eye, turned red as a cherry, but you're so nice. Because they really have the impression that we are horned animals. So, you just, you just talk to these folks. Be their friends. Talk to them. And, and, and when there is ample evidence that what the private sector is doing is ripping you off, 
like they've done with the gas prices. Look, I went on Muslim TV to prove the gas point and look at how it's coming to pass right now. Saudi Arabia took it, taking 2 million uh, barrels of oil off the market this month and the oil prices are still falling. And the reason why is exactly why I said before. There was always an oil glut even before Venezuela came online again or is coming online again. There's always an oil glut. It was a false shortage of oil that never materialized because you notice their gas station was always full. And again, you, you wouldn't read that in, on any of the magazines, but we were talking about it here. Okay, Deborah says, I think you're correct. Uh, okay, where I live, progressive is an evil word. So do that, Deborah. Don't talk about progressive or liberal. Just talk. Love them. Have fun with them. Just talk. When I say fun, I mean real fun. I'm not talking about make fun of them. I'm having, have fun with them. And then they're going to like you. And then after that point, you can start telling the story when it's apropos, right? When it's time to, whenever you see something where you can turn that story into that reality of progressive values. All right. Mike Cisak says, Egberto, so you think government can run oil companies like they run Amtrak? Actually, let's be clear, Okay. Government contracts people to run private things. I mean, to run public stuff quite often. And they fail. And they fail because of what the private sector does. They try to maximize their profits. Punto y final. That's it. Uh, Eric K says, breakup means more uh, built-in expenses of the government by Egberto. I think you should go ahead and... If that is what you get out of it, your accounting courses at the university summarily failed you. Deborah Morris says, efficient isn't necessarily best for people. You know what? I, we, we, we spoke about that yesterday, Deborah. You're absolutely right. Uh, it's good to have something in storage. It's a waste to have something in storage that isn't used. But it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's foresight if you get a hurricane and have to use it. Efficiency is not always best for humanity. We got to remember that. Tom C says, GOP upcoming investigations can hardly wait. We finally get to see what's in Hunter Biden's laptop, including Hillary's emails. 11,780 Georgia votes for Trump. Obama's Kenyan birth certificate. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, by the way, I hope you got the login and all of that for your own authorship stuff on our site. That gives you, that makes, that allows you to edit your stuff and post your stuff and all of that, brother Tom. Okay, Berto Willis obviously had had food. Ha ha ha! Why did I did I mess up? Am I messed up somewhere? You got to let me know. All right, Egberto, I want to split this as well as using antitrust laws. Reuters: Four big companies control the U.S. beef industry. Exactly, Cargill, a global commodity trader based in Minnesota. Tyson Foods, Inc., the chicken producer that is the biggest U.S. meat company. Yes. Brazil-based JVSSA, the world's largest meat packer, and national beef packing, which is controlled by the Brazilian. Oops, here you go. Good, good information, brother. Uh, gosh, just get this over uh, with what about malfunctioning machines and no... Oh, God. Deborah Moore says, we need Greg to documentary films on whole country. We are a mess. That's as a great movie. Greg has been doing this for a long time. He's been on Politics Done Right five or six, actually probably about seven times. He's a, he's a regular here. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll get him for you guys to talk about... Um, Maybe I'll call him up and see if he'll do one for me tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Michael Rodney says, Mike Cisak, post office functions better than cheaper than FedEx. Yeah. FedEx can't deliver a piece of mail for 52 cents. They can't. 
they want the profit. Deborah Morris said, did you come up with antiseptic slavery? You are teaching me so much. Yep, that was my definition. I called it antiseptic slavery. I just wanted to find a word and I came up with that word. Uh, Deborah says, I need to read your books. Yes, Deborah, you bought them. Read them, please. I don't just want to collect on it. I really, I wrote this as an object of love and hope that we can make a change. But of course, I need to eat. I need, and by the way, we're real behind. So if you guys can go to politicsunright.com slash books, get the books, read it. And at the same time, you help us out a little bit. Or you can go to politicsunright.com slash PayPal to help us out as well. Or politicsunright.com slash Patreon. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. All right, continuing with with the show. Michael Rodney says, if you live in a conservative area, talk about the individual issues that matter to you, one after the next, rather than talking about brands and ideas. That's in the book. Exactly, Michael. You'll find that you are you share a lot more with most people on the issues that matter, and then you can tell them who you are. Uh, let me tell you the story. When I was out there with the Tumball Democrats, Tumball Cypress, Tom, I think they call them Cy Tom Democrats. Uh, they were talking, and this this woman come up to me, young lady, she comes up to me and says, I work on an oil rig. And you know, we have a lot of time on the oil rig. So we sit down in the mess halls and we keep talking, 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 talking. And there is this uh, real conservative Republican Trumpster who looks at her and says, you know, wait, we actually have the same idea. We think about wanting the same things. And so she, she was corroborating what we spoke about at the meeting, that we all really want the same things. And it's incumbent on us to bite our tongues because they are. T- Let me tell you what happened to me on TikTok. Uh, there was, uh, there's a, you know, TikTok, you have these live sessions going, and people have six people in the room, and uh, they were talking about uh, Trump and some other things. And I click on that TikTok and I said, I want to join this discussion, see if I can make a difference here because they were just talking a lot of crap. And I started talking, and people started listening. And this guy just came in on top of me and he just started, Trump wasn't, Trump is not this and Trump is not that. And he just kept talking. And a few, about two minutes after that, I am locked out of being able to do lives anymore. Because enough people listening to that, they have a posse there that goes ahead and reports you several times. You get enough reports several times, you get locked out. Of course, uh, 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 TikTok says, Hey, do you agree with it? And then, of course, I said, no, I don't agree. And then they looked at it manually, and within an hour, you're back online. But I just want to show you that there are so many watchdogs out there who know the truth that they're just out there trying to let us stop, trying to stop us from preaching the truth. And that's why we have to be redoubling our efforts, and we have to have so many more of us out there doing this work. All right. Uh, Deborah Moyer says, thanks, Michael. Uh, thanks, Michael. Uh, I think I knew that, but forgot or a while for a while. Uh, we got also efficiency is leaving people alone to live their lives and stay out of causing issues for the consumer markets. So why are you butting into a woman's right to choose? That affects her efficiency. Yes, it does. 
I mean, so Republicans talk out of several parts of their mouth, right? I'm talking about Republican politicians and Republican sycophants. Bridge MCP says, I do as well, Michael Rudnick, farm rural GOP country, but I speak of human values and needs. It works. I have learned from Egberto. Oh, thank you, my dear, beautiful lady. Thank you. Thank you. Lee Grant says, so when one advocates for progressive policies, one should not use the word progressive sound like a cult. No, here's what I'm saying. Uh, Lee Grant, you love progressive policies yourself. I guarantee you, when you and I go for some coffee, Lee, when you and I go for some coffee, Lee, you are going to realize how much you love progressive policies because you and I are going to go one and at one for four hours and a cup of coffee. And I want to spend that time with you. And let me tell you why. Because I want you to sit in the same chair with me and you're now you're going to do a video together. I'm just prognosticating this, Lee Grant. You and I are going to do a video together for our posse. This is our posse. You and I are going to do a video and I'm going to say, you know, we sat down and spoke mano a mano. And you know what? While I don't agree with X, Y, and Z, I'm willing to jump onto the bandwagon. I know that's going to happen, Brother Grant. I know. I already, I already feel you, Brother Grant. I already feel you. And I'm not just saying this. I already feel you. Nanette Bird-Smith, come on down. Where is Nanette? I keep saying people call her up, but she doesn't show up in the chat. Nanette, ¿qué te pasa, mujer? You got to be here with us. All right, let's see. Eric says, Egberto, the fall because our reserves are being sold off. That's not true, but we'll go to another one. I wish you stuck to the numbers. Egberto Willis, I mean you are back on track since you ate. Oh! <laughs> Man, I ate... And I ate, I didn't eat heavy uh, bridge MCP. I took that tofu, I cut it, I was some video it, but I had a, I had a meet, a programmer's meeting with KPFT over Zoom and I had to do everything in half hour and then come up with the, the KPFT meeting and start eating. Well, so I didn't have time to video it. I may video it tonight if I have the time. Peggy Lopez is in the house. Welcome, Peggy. Uh, let's see what else we got here. All right. Uh, does antiseptic slavery have the same meaning as wage slaves? Hey, baby. You got that right. But it, it's more intense than wage slaves, right? I, because antiseptic slavery means that even those people who think they're doing well are not. All right? All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. It's time for videos. Wow, look at that. I only have time for one video. Lee, I think Egberto has a crush on you. I love Lee. Come on now. Are you leaving us, uh, señor? Senor AVQ, come on, you got to stay till the end, man. No, you, if you got to go do something, go do something. Uh, Nanette Birdsmith says, I'm here. Nanette, we want to see you here. And folks, don't forget, sign up for Ask Egberto if anything this, this, um, this Saturday at 11 Central, okay? I'm about to put the link in there. Ask Egberto anything. Please sign up for it now. I know you have not heard all of my arguments in the right format, my brother Lee Grant. Lee Grant says, Egberto, I've heard all your arguments. Your policies require big, overreaching, intrusive government. On that, we do not agree. It all depends on what you call big. Remember, big was defined for you by the right wing. Give me the opportunity to give you right-sized, okay? Big was defined for you by the plutocracy, Lee Grant. Give me the opportunity to define right-size, okay? Open mind. That's what I've noticed with you, brother. You've been willing to open your mind. 
All right. Uh, quizás no quiere hablar. <risa> no, él va a querer hablar. Te, te prometo eso. Él va a querer hablar. Yo hablo con... Mira, yo hablo con también... la, la, la a, a veces no estoy hablando de él, pero yo hablo con gente racista y todo eso sin problema. Y muchas veces se, com, se comienzan a decir, Mirko, no pensaba que yo pensaba así. All right. Continuing, let's go and do one video. I should do at least one video. And the reason I want to do this one video is because this is to honor all our women in the chat. All right? This is to honor all our women in the chat. Women, for you. If you ever doubted that sexism is alive and well, I want you to take a look at this video. But I also want you to listen to how Lucinda Hardane handled it perfectly. Check this out. Who run the world? We've all heard the saying, there's no such thing as a stupid question, right? Well, we found one exception to that rule today. So let me set the scene for you. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern met with Finland's Prime Minister, Sanna Marin, in Auckland. Ardern is 42 years old and Marin is 37. The fact that they're both women who are similar in age is, of course, not what's most important about their meeting or important at all. But it was the focus of one reporter's question during their joint press conference. Watch this. A lot of people will be wondering, are you two meeting just because, you know, you're similar in age and, you know, got a lot of, you know, common stuff there, you know, when you got into politics and stuff, or can Kiwis actually expect to see more deals so between cool. our two countries down the line? Because my there first, is... I mean, my first question is, I wonder whether or not anyone ever asked Barack Obama and John Key if they met because they were of similar age. Uh, we, of course, uh, have uh, a higher proportion of men in politics. It, it's reality, because to women meet. It's not simply because of their gender. Our meeting today is a chance alongside the Prime Minister's high-level trade delegation of significant industry leaders. We really leverage the economic opportunities between our two countries. Little would be known about the depth of that relationship or the potential of it, but it's our job to further it, regardless of our gender. Mm. Yeah, we are meeting because we are Prime Ministers, <laughs> of course. Uh, but as, as Yacinda said, uh, we have a business delegation with us. Uh, we have a lot of things uh, in common, but also a lot of things where we can do uh, much more uh, together. Mike drop. We applaud these world leaders for calling out sexism when they hear it. Now let's let them get back to important business of running their countries. And to that reporter, he can take a hike. It is amazing to me that in 2022, we still have those who like to neglect the reality that the one of the worst forms of prejudice in this country is in fact sexism. You know, a lot of folks got on my case when I wrote a Daily Coast article stating that I thought sexism was actually more prevalent, worse than racism. And people got on my my case. You know, racism is a social construct. And I mean, the fact of the matter is, we could see that an Obama made it to the presidency before his time, but a Hillary Clinton didn't. And the one could make the argument that one of the most competent people that ran and hadn't been elected was, in fact, Hillary Clinton. It, whether you like her or not, that's not the issue. We're talking about competency here. And I find it interesting that above and beyond 
race in many issues that we can, we can take a look at, let's say the black church women are the ones that do just about everything. Yet many of them prevent women from being the leaders of that church. Same applies in several churches of other ethnicities. But the reason I bring that up specifically is to point out that whereas uh, racism is one group against another, it happens to be that sexism is the entire uh, male uh, gender and to some extent a lot of the female gender against that particular gender. Um, I repeat, I still think sexism is quite a bit worse than racism. And I know we shouldn't play the game as which one is worse. But again, let's look at the data. Exactly. Let's look at the data. That's what we got to do. An example of sexism is saying we should consider someone only based on their sex instead of their character. Seems you are guilty of sexism because you are constantly saying the exact same examples. That's not true. I am saying if there was, if, if a company elected all males and we passed a law saying we have to make that company equitable, by simply um, making sure new hires or we bias new hires for female and you come out and you say, oh, no, 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 that's discrimination. No, that is a mitigation of discrimination. And that is where, you know, that is where I find it funny, right? It, and, and we do this all the time. We stole all the land uh, from, the, from the, 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 uh, the indigenous folks. And they, they, they were thrown on reservations. Now we find that there's oil on the reservations and we try to find legal ways to take it away. And then whenever they talk about, no, this is our land, they say, oh, no, 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 no. And it's not only about land. It's about, you know, uh, we, we, we got wealth off the backs of, 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 of so many people. And then what happens? Uh, we try to recover the wealth that was stolen in the form of taxes and you say, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. So you pick my pocket and I try to take it back and you tell me, oh, that would be stealing. What? No, I'm recovering what was stolen. In the case of having a company who only looked out to hire men saying you must look like America. So therefore, you must make the effort to get women just as qualified in there. That is the rationale behind it. So your argument is false, your argument is disingenuous, my brother, and your argument is outright dangerous, sexist, and everything else that comes with it, sir. That's just how it is. That is just how it is. You take everything, and then when somebody tries to recover, oh, you're, you're, that, that is an, uh, you're, now you're affecting an ism. I'm sorry. You're absolutely, what again? Wrong. It's absolutely wrong. And if you can't see that, sir, my brother, if you can't see that, Egberto, you are, you are again saying, one, we should have quotas based on sex. I'm not saying we should have quotas based on sex only. I said we should have a – women are just as smart as men. Blacks are just as smart as whites. Latinos are just – well, Latinos is a bunch of races. Um, uh, Asian, North Asians, I mean, East Asians are just as smart as whites and everybody else. We all fall under that silly curve when we look at people's ability to do things. 
okay? And I have some issues with the curb, but all of us have that ability. I do some very, personally, I do some very complex programming others can't do, and, and others do complex programming I can't do. We are all equally able to learn. Now, what we've had is a society who hadn't realized that, no, a society who purposefully used these divisions to take a bunch from the many and isolate it towards or move it on to the few. That's what we're living under. Egberto Willis, humans are just as smart with exception. Yeah, with exceptions. I, I agree. I agree. But what I'm saying, the exceptions aren't race-based, aren't sex-based. The exceptions are probably food-based and all lead-based and many other things based that we have control over and some we probably don't have control over. Mike Cisai, Egberto, so why then are you dictating to private companies on what they have had to do? That is authoritarian. No, it's not authoritarian. It is societal. There's a difference. If we have a, if we have a system that puts a part of society at distress, it takes a government to correct that issue. That's not authoritarian. That is societal. Let's get the right terminologies. Uh, Deborah Moyer says that, that indicate it is hopeful that Republicans may learn. Yes. I'm, 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 by the way, Deborah, it's not a question if they will learn. It's a question is, are we willing to put the, again, remember, remember, the Republican fraudulent system worked for 50 years on their new evil. 50 years. 50 years consistently creating organizations after organizations. Again, I, I mentioned all of the Heritage Foundation. I use that one because they're the ones that come up with some of the most, a, a lot of the policies that look possible but are really not. So, yeah. Egberto Willis is not sex-based and no other race than human was my point. You got, you're exact, that, exactly right, Bridge. Exactly right. All right. I got to get out of here. I forgot to do my ask today, so I'm just going to ask you guys to please go ahead and support the program however you can, whether you give me a super chat, whether you go ahead and provide us with a... Uh, 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 so you don't believe in people having ownership in their... You see, you guys always drag me in when I'm trying to get out. Uh, so you don't believe in having ownership of property or business just like communists dictating how people live. No, 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 wait. Uh, do you own your property, uh, Mike Cisak? I want you to go ahead and look at the chain of ownership of your property and see what kind of land you are living on. Go ahead and find the ownership, the ownership of your property. Where did it start? Where did the ownership of your property begin? And then ask, who was the first person to have ownership of your property? And then let's have a conversation about that. Let's have a conversation about whether, what kind of land you are living on, okay? But anyhow, folks, please support us. Go to politicsunright.com slash support, and that provides all the different methods of support. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Unright. You know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know.
is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. <laughs>